I'm Heather. I'm Jay. And this is the Trauma Tally. Jay, tell us what a Trauma Tally is. A Trauma Tally is a traumatic experience that you have experienced in your life and your own individual experience. Someone else comes along and tries to tell you it's not that bad or tries to one-up your experience or maybe you yourself. Do that in your own mind, trying to make yourself feel better, which works for a time, but not always. Um, these are called trauma tallies. We would rather you deal with your trauma, get whatever help it is that you need to come through that trauma so that it doesn't rule your life, basically. Yep. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. And we want to make sure that you don't downplay your trauma. Exactly. That's a huge thing. Let's work through that. Okay, so um, we are doing the second half of episode eight, Munchausen by Proxy, a.k.a. the story of Gypsy Road Blanchard. And um, so we want to go over a couple of things, kind of refreshers. One of the big things that we want to bring out is the National Child Abuse Hotline, which is 800-843-5678. 800-843-5678. If you see something, say something. Um, our sources, or my sources today, are the HBO documentary Mommy Dead and Dearest by Aaron Lee Carr, Springfield News Leader article by Jordan Meyer, posted August 2022, the KY3 News articles by Francis Watson, posted August 2022 and March 2023, and then Jay is going to give us a um, quick rundown of what Munchausen by proxy is, and a couple of sources on that as well. Okay, so um, my source is Speaking speaking of Psychology, produced by Lee Weinerman. Um, speaking is Kim Mills with um, Mark Feldman, uh, MD, and Janet Cahill, PhD. The title of it was Medical Deception, Understanding Munchausen Syndrome, Otherwise Known as Factitious Disorder. So in the psychiatric world, in their notes, um, they do not call it Munchausen syndrome. They call it factitious disorder. Um, Munchausen syndrome or factitious disorder on oneself is where you make up illnesses, lie about things, lie about illnesses and everything else to get sympathy. Um, Munchausen by proxy or factitious disorder imposed on another is what it's called in the psych psychiatric world is where you um, make up illnesses and lie on usually your child um, or a patient or someone under your care. And so that is Munchausen by proxy or factitious disorder imposed on another. Malingering is very similar to Munchausen's or factitious disorder, um, but the difference is it is done for money or some kind of material gain. So the Munchausen disorder or the factitious disorders usually is for non-tangible gain, whereas malingering is for tangible gain. And oftentimes these two, um, these, these two diagnoses can run together. Like yeah. in the case of Gypsy Rose, her mom did it for attention and trips and money in houses right okay donations and right yeah trips to disney and and also this is not the house same, right this is not the same as hypochondria hypochondria is someone with severe anxiety about possibly becoming ill 
So it's not the same as the lying and the terrible things that occur in Munchausen's or factitious disorders. Um, hypochondria is an anxiety problem, problem about becoming ill. Yeah. So those are the differences. And um, if you suspect that someone you know may have factitious disorder, otherwise known as Munchausen's disorder, um, there you can probably find some help. Uh, Dr. Mark suggested MunchausenSupport.com. And then if you um, suspect Munchausen by proxy or factitious disorder imposed on another, which is also known as medical child abuse, mm -hmm. they're beginning to use that term, um, you can contact the American Professional Society on the Abuse of Children, otherwise known as APSAC.org, A-P-S-A-C.org, or contact uh, Child Protective Service anonymously, or maybe even possibly the police department. Yeah. Because even though this is a mental disorder, uh, they know what they're doing, they know the crimes they are committing, and it does need to be dealt with in the court systems. Exactly. And you can also do the child abuse hotline that we put at the at the yes. head of the episodes as mm -hmm, well, too. Absolutely. So now we're going to go into Gypsy's relationship with Nicholas Nick Gojon. And so basically they met on a Christian dating site. She says, I sent him a wink and he winked back. And that was the beginning of a it. A Christian dating site? Yeah, Christian okay. dating site. Yep. So they started chatting and they connected really quickly. Hmm. So Gypsy says, as it progressed, things got kind of weird. He started talking about BDSM, which is a bondage slave and master. Hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a kink that some people follow. So Nick's ex actually messaged Gypsy that Nick was a bad guy who thinks he's a vampire as in as into dominance and submissive stuff. But she said, oh, I just thought he was an ex, you know. He thought he was a vampire? Uh, he thinks he's a vampire? He thinks he's a vampire. Oh, my gosh. So Nick had former charges for spending nine hours in a McDonald's watching porn and fondling himself. Oh, my God. Nine hours? Nine hours. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I'm sorry. Nine I'm not meaning hours. to laugh. I know. I, it's just shocking. It's one nine of those shocking hours. things. I know. Jeez. I had to put the nine hours in there because, and, and so when they arrested him for this particular charge, like, why did the McDonald's let it go on for nine hours for That's one day? But wondering. anyway, um, he actually had a knife on him, so he got a weapons charge too at that point. Mm. But <laughs> nine hours. Yeah, no, I kind of laughed wow. at that too. So Nick said during his police interview, well, I have multiple personalities in myself. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So Nick's mom says he has autism. Okay. So Nick said he never would have killed Dee Dee if Gypsy hadn't told him to. And Nick's mom says that's what it's like when you have what he does. It's single-minded focus. So Gypsy says one day he told me he wanted his personalities to have girlfriends too. So I created personalities to go with him. Kitty was my kid-like one. Candy was my slutty side. And Ruby was my evil side. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. Wow. And those were her personalities to mirror his personalities. But it wasn't so that, a true personality disorder. Like, it wasn't like she wasn't slipping into... Well, that's what she says. That she was slipping into? No, that she that it wasn't. That, she, that, just, that okay. her, she made these alternates to... Pretending. 
pretending okay. and role playing to, to to appease his multiple sides. So he actually has multiple, or we don't know. Oh, we I could never find definite on that. Okay. So their plan A was they were going to meet at the movies to watch the live action Cinderella and <laughs> anonymously run into each other. So with Dee Dee there so that she could meet him. And of course they were going to have their happily ever after and fall in love, uh, even though they've already been, you know, basically Nasty. sexting and yeah. all this other stuff on through this website, you know, she was sending him pictures mm -hmm. of all her as her alternates and stuff to, mm -hmm. Anyway, so um, they get to the movies. He says that she pulled him into the bathroom and they had sex in the bathroom while her mom was finding a seat. Wow. And then but when they get into the movies, um, her mom didn't like him. She said he was creepy. He was there alone without a girlfriend or a child to watch a children's movie. That was a Cinderella princess movie and she didn't like him. So... At that point, they became desperate because they said plan A failed. Plan B was murder. Wow. No, okay. no in between, huh? No in between. <clears throat> so here's some text messages from Gypsy to Nick. Gypsy sent Nick a text that said, the shit's going down tonight. Hmm. Nick says, babe, it's my evil side doing it. He won't mess up. He enjoys killing. Oh, Gypsy says, we'll be, we'll be happy soon. After this night, we'll never bring it up. Gypsy then texts him instructions on how to get into the house because the door was squeaky, that there would be gloves on the front porch, and she would hand him the knife and duct tape when he got inside. Wow. Nick said, I'm here. Get your ass in the bathroom. Gypsy says, yes, sir. I'm, I am, sir. So Gypsy claimed she curled up in the bathroom floor and covered her ears. Initially, Nick said he was going to rape Dee Dee, but Gypsy asked him to rape her instead. That's really disturbing. So the interviewer asked Nick, what is sex to you? Mm -hmm. And you can tell he's on the spectrum in these videos. Like okay. he's very, he says consensual experience between two partners. Gypsy, behind, Gypsy had bite marks on her neck and one of her arms and said, after he bit me, I told him to stop. So at that point it became non-consensual. And Nick says, I barely felt pleasure. Hmm. But all this being said, there's video footage of that night uh, of the murder of them in a bed in, in a hotel room. He's obviously naked and they're eating brownies, giggling about the brownies and being together. And she's laughing and saying he's eating brownies and next he's going to eat. Wow. Yeah. And so she's just like super happy and bubbly and he's like. So this is like a total dream world. Yeah. So then there's surveillance video of her at the bus station where they went to the bus station and she's just laughing and tapping her feet and bouncing around and smiling and happy. She says, and she was talking to all the people there. She said, I felt free for the first time. Mm. Wa first time out walking and planning a future. Wow. So Dee Dee was a master manipulator and it would be impossible for Gypsy not to have picked up on it. Exactly. She doesn't have a language beyond manipulation and retaliation because that's all her mom had. Wow. Is what one of the interviewers said it. So that night of that murder from Gypsy and Dee Dee's house, they put in the mailbox a manila envelope that had the gloves 
the murder weapon and $4,000 in it. And they mailed it to the parents' house in Wisconsin where they were going. That probably wasn't very smart. So once the course of police get there, they start searching all his stuff. There's the murder weapon. There's the gloves. There's this $40,000 with a note handwritten by Gypsy in her handwriting that says, for our nest egg. Woof. Yeah. There's like no feeling there at all. So because of the mitigating circumstances of her abuse, Gypsy Rose Blanchard was sentenced to 10 years and second degree murder, but but may parole as early as 2024. Hmm. So she may be out next year. She refuses counseling and was married to her prison pen pal last year in 2022. Gypsy claims she is fine and ready to reenter the world despite her family's concerns. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's scary. I mean. Yeah. She refused all counseling, even though the, the prison's like, we will. We have this for you. You know, you went through this terrible thing. And I mean, even like there's a one portion where she was like talking to her dad and her stepmom. They got to have uh, in this documentary, they got to have a one on one for the first time where they got to like hug and talk and all this other stuff. And she told her dad, she said, if I got in life, I would I was planning on killing myself. She probably would have too. And the thing about it is, is like. They say, she says that, but like the, and the, and the, um, and the stepmom talks about how, you know, they thought that, you know, Gypsy was telling them the story about all this abuse and Nick did everything, blah, blah, blah. And then they're sitting in court with her and the, and the prosecution brings up the text messages and starts reading the text messages. And she said, Gypsy looked back at them and she had complete fear in her eyes because she knew the truth was coming out then. Well, she's a liar. I mean, her mother, her mother trained her to lie. Well, and when they sat her down for this interview, they said, okay, so are you ready to talk? She goes, yeah, this will be the first time I'm telling the truth, except for to my lawyers. But even to them, I didn't tell everything. See, she's dangerous. Yeah. I don't know. I have a feeling that she's dangerous. I think she's dangerous too. I think she will reoffend. Um, I think she has a high potential of reoffending. I don't know if she'll murder, but I think she probably will definitely be a schemer. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, when you think about, you know, she saw all the rewards that her mother and her got through all of this fraud. Mm-hmm. There's no way she wouldn't. She's getting all these attention with all these documentaries and stuff. Yeah, that's true. You know? feeding into whatever else is is going on there yeah exactly and so i mean you know she she's i really feel like she has the potential like you said to be in a dangerous person i do too i feel like she is very Mm -hmm. much so a victim and i feel like she was created like you were talking about with the gothard series you know they this is how they create these monsters Mm -hmm. she's i believe she's created but she's found a way to manipulate so that other people take more of the brunt than she did. If yeah. you think about it. Well, the boyfriend being in for life, right? Yeah. He's, he's life without parole. Yeah. And he got first degree murder uh, with the possibility of the de- death penalty, which it doesn't look like he's going to have the death penalty. And then she got second degree murder with mitigating circumstances. So she got just 10 years, which mm-hmm. she's going to be out as early as next year. With no counseling, with no, no work. counseling, no work, 
They said her family put in the one article, they said that they believe that she's just saying what the parole board wants to hear so yeah. that she can get out and be free and go live her life with her new quote unquote husband. Because basically, she, and this isn't the first time she's been engaged to one of her prison pen pals. She was engaged to another one and they broke it off. So she just attaches to whoever is probably, there. Well, and I'm I'm thinking she probably has that ability like her mom to see who can be manipulated and who can't. And so that <sighs> makes me wonder what what is her motive? You know what I mean? Like there's. Because when you talk, when you see the interviews with her and she, the way she's talking, she still does that infantilized voice, the, uh, I'm going to look at you this way. I'm going to make myself seem, you know, oh, everything she says is to make herself look more innocent. Right. You know, and then she, she'll, she'll spin around and go, oh, well, you know, I'm not proud of what happened. I'm not proud of what I did, but, and then she'll like blame everybody else. So narcissism. Yes. Of some sort. Some sort. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like I have a lot of compassion for her because, and she, and she even said that the, and then she was talking about, you know, oh, I was on a lot of medication and I took a Zoloft and Zoloft messes with you. And I'm like, not to that extent. It doesn't. Well, no, I mean, it, it's going to affect each individual differently, but I don't think it's going to be like, I'm going to murder another kind of, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think well, so. Well, and she had already planned the murder before that. So, like, everybody was like, this is the most premeditated, the most the biggest case of premeditated murder out there, you know. And it's just blatant. Like, they didn't care. Like, mm-hmm. they were sending text messages and mm-hmm. talking about it and mailing mm-hmm. murder weapons. And, I mean, what the heck, you know? Yeah. It was pretty intense. So, I'm going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I'm going to give you the update Ooh. as of 2022-2023. Okay. All right. Okay, and we're back. So when we left off, we were discussing where um, Gypsy is today, denying um, counseling and her family's concerns that she and she might be um, released next year. So now we're going to go to Nick, go to John. Okay. So Nick was sentenced to first degree murder and armed criminal action. He's serving a life sentence without parole. So the lawyers as of 2022 uh, were asking the judge for a new trial because of ineffective counsel. Okay. So the, apparently during the trial, the, they did not allow families or doctors to bring forth evidence of his level two autism. What does that mean? Do you know what that means? So basically he is inability, inability to self care and self regulate. Mm. Like he has unable to take care of himself. Okay. Like he couldn't live alone. He would always need help. And that's Somebody, his level. That's his level. Oh yeah. So they also stated a lack of impartial jury due to documentary release right before the selection. Um, and there was multiple video clips not shown at trial to the jury, including one sent to Nick less than a month before the murder, where Gypsy walked into her mother's room. She's videotaping herself, walking into her mother's room, over to the mother's side of the bed, pointed at Dee Dee's pillow, and made 
stabbing motions almost identical to what is believed to have happened the night Didi was killed. Oh my goodness. So there's also another video showing a switch portraying one of Gypsy's counters as the dominant and Nick as the submissive, where basically her dominant was saying that Nick wouldn't be allowed to see Gypsy anymore if she didn't if he didn't obey what she said. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So Nick is also claiming that he asked her to run away that night instead of killing Dee Dee. And Gypsy demanded that he kill Dee Dee. So the family testified again uh, regarding his inability to function alone. And then remember our friend from Vis uh, Vision Con? Yeah. So there's a testimony from the friend from Vision Con stating the relationship developed from a friendship to sexual. They exchanged explicit videos and role played. He said Gypsy was shy and timid. He states he developed a taste for power exchange role play from her. Really? And she would dress up, send him nudes, and use various fictitious names. And this is prior to prior to go, Nick go John. She visited him in the hospital and told him she wanted to move to Arkansas with him when he was injured. Hmm. So she's been planning the she's she's playing a role she's everywhere playing, she goes. She's been playing a role everywhere she goes. Um, as of March twenty twenty three. They were not, after interviewing the lawyers that, that defended him, the uh, motion was denied for a retrial due to ineffective counsel, mm -hmm. and his sentence was upheld. But when I was reading through the trial notes on that, and I read all of that, it just blew my mind. Because, you know, everybody has had such sympathy and empathy for gypsy and it looks like she's playing the world just like her mama did well you can have sympathy and empathy for the child that was hurt but when that child becomes an aggressor just like i said even though munchausen is a mental illness the courts have to deal with anything that is illegal yeah and so um these people know how to play these roles and I mean, you can kind of, I'm not a doctor, uh, I, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a doctor, let me make that clear, but you can kind of see the narcissism coming out mm -hmm. in this girl, woman now, um, yeah. and she plays on people's sympathy because she was an abused child. And let me just say that, was, yeah. she was an abused child. She's no longer an abused child. She's a convicted murderer pretty much yeah. second degree is it second degree yeah they they or, brought it down to second degree uh in 10 year sentence because of the mitigating circumstances of her abuse she is now a convicted murderer refusing counseling and other secrets are coming out about um about her especially that yeah. first boyfriend you mentioned who uh, said that he learned things from her. There's no reason he would want to come forth and say that unless I wouldn't think there'd be a reason that he would just want to come out of the woodwork and say, hey, this, that, and the other to try to defend somebody that is a convicted murderer right. of the first degree, correct? Right. Um, unless it were true, but I don't know. 
I don't know any of these people, but I can tell you one well, thing. Well, and he has, no, he has no relationship with Gojon. That's the right, thing. That's he has no relationship with him. So the fact that they brought him in and he was willing to say, hey, look, what she was saying about our relationship is not correct. Right. This is what really happened. So, you know? I mean... And it's all her side of the story is all exactly. I was a victim of my mother, which is true. That is true. Yeah. There's um, a, there's medical documents yes. showing that. Um, and she's like, I was a victim of my mother. And then this fella, Nick, he just came in and victimized me too. Like I've heard her say that. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. But at some point when you've been convicted by a court of law of murder, right. Where the first, second or whatever, um, you need to own that. Yeah. And I don't think she's doing that. I mean, no. she's refusing counseling. She's. Um, you would think that just the abuse that she has suffered, she would understand that she needs counseling. Yeah. But she somebody doesn't. like that, that's been through that has got to have some trauma that they've got to work through. But then again, she manipulated Nick into murdering her mother. She manipulated this guy into trying to let, get him to move. I mean, like, she was desperate for an escape, it's, and I get that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like... When you read about her mom, like, when you were reading about her mother and how her mother's behavior was and what her mother's family had to say about her... Yeah. Um, I mean, it's almost I have like people the same that I, person. I have people that I don't like in my family, but I wouldn't flush their ashes down a toilet. Yeah. That's ridiculously bad. But it's bad. almost like she's the same person, aside from the fact that she went further and actually brutally murdered now we don't know if her mother actually murdered her own mother yeah it's just really thought that she did but and poisoned her stepmom right we don't know for a fact because if we did know for a fact her mother would have been in jail yeah but we don't know that for a fact well though like i said that she's got so many charges out in louisiana that her stepmom said if she stepped foot on the bayou the law would have her well, that's I mean, true. You I know, mean, I didn't think about that. But still, she's innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, it sounds like Gypsy Rose is her mother made over, but just took it a step farther. Just yeah, brutally. Yeah, and she's doing it a different way. Just so she's brutally. like, I mean, because she's real quick to accept any interview, any documentary, anything. There's so many documentaries on this. There's so many interviews. There's so many, so many people. Like, she'll talk to everybody. Now, the story changes depending on who she's talking to. Who does that sound like? Mm. Mom and the cardiologist mm-hmm. and neurologist, the neurologist and, and the different doctors. But, you know, and the thing about it is, is that there are subtle changes that you have to kind of see, like, watch. And I don't think that she, okay, I'm going to say this, and this is going to sound terrible. I don't think that she has the ability to manipulate the white to the extent that Dee Dee does because she doesn't seem to understand that she can't change her story on national television so many times. <laughs> oh, yeah. She doesn't understand the uh, concept of video. <laughs> yeah. Well, that people are going to pick up on these changes, you know, the changes yeah. to the story and stuff, like the subtle changes and everything. Whereas Dee Dee, you know, she kept hers pretty, pretty quiet. Like she made sure it was like videos from home videos and stuff that she – uh, created could keep and straight yeah you know, keep to keep straight. the story straight whereas like you know these other uh, news outlets and stuff they can edit how they want to and you know they can show how they want the story to be well i think that too that she just doesn't care i mean in her eyes possibly in her eyes she thinks well i was taken to court for murder i'm getting out and nobody can touch me. You know, she may be yeah. having that kind of syndrome going on right now. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like she says, oh, I'm fine. I don't need counseling. Yes, you need counseling. Yeah. You absolutely need counseling. You've been through major trauma. You need counseling. But 
I think that if she had counseling, then she would have to face the fact of the things that she knew that she did. And I think that if she faced counseling, that she was afraid that they would figure out all her lies. Well, it seems like she's pretty cold. Yeah. I think if she went through counseling, she would just have to either own up to all the truths and say it, and they could see that coldness. Mm -hmm. And maybe she's afraid of that. Well, and I noticed that she does this thing where, and if you ever look at any of the documentaries or any of the videos of her crying, she'll do this thing where she like will start fake crying and then she starts rubbing her eyes until they start watering. Yeah. You know? I mean, she's been trained. Yeah. It's sad, but I mean, at some point the person becomes responsible for their actions. Well, and there's, and there's no proof that the mother actually beat her with hangers and fists and Mm -hmm. this leech thing with the handcuffs. There's no, it's all on her word. So that's why a lot of times when I was saying stuff, I was saying, according to gypsy, because these are things that she's saying happen that, I mean, yes, the medical abuse was definitely there. Yeah. The medical abuse was definitely there. And the fact that she was controlling her by constantly holding her hand all the time. But I think that she was aware of her birthday. I think she was aware of how old she was. And I think at first she was enjoying it, but then she decided she wanted to be be in relationships and, and have the encounters that she wanted, you know, when she started becoming interested in this first guy. And then all of a sudden she realized, oh, well, I can't do that as long as I'm pretending to be a little kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, maybe, you know, and then the only way she could find to get out of it, I don't understand this part, but she felt the only way she could get out of it was murder her mother. Plan B. I mean, it's ridiculous. There there should have been more than two plans, but she doesn't think she needs help. You know? I mean, what is she thinking? That the court of law and her sentence and, and getting out is all she needs? Because that's not all she needs. I know. She absolutely needs the help. And I mean, uh, I know a lot of this is speculation on our part and, but it's just from our experience with being around people that have these kinds of issues as well as, you know, some of our own experiences, it's just, there's absolutely no way somebody who is in that position doesn't need counseling. And if they're denying counseling, that's just that was a huge huge red flag that and the fact that she there was this video that she sent of herself miming out the murder less than a month before it happened showing him how to do it but then she's like oh well i went in my bathroom and hid and it was all him and and the thing about it is is come to find out those facebook posts gypsy wrote those oh really yeah it wasn't nick that wrote those gypsy wrote those facebook posts it came out later that they figured out that she had written them, but that he had not. See, I don't understand why they didn't allow another trial, but I don't, I'm not a lawyer either, so I, I would not know. I think it was because they did not think that... There has to be, like, enough. They they did not think that his sentence would change. That would be why they didn't change the trial. Or maybe there's not enough new evidence to do it. Right. Well, and, and the whole thing about it is when they're, when they're changing the trial, they're tra- looking for a lesser sentence. Really and truly, there's no way he's going to get less than first degree murder because it was premeditated. And he and did he, it. And he did it. And he confessed to doing it. Yeah. You know? Um, there's literally, there, literally, there's not a lesser charge that he would get. It's a waste of get. time, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's a waste of time and resources, according to, basically, according to the judge. And he took a good long time to think about it. So he actually... 
he went from, I think it was August 2022 to March 2023 before he finally decided, you know what, there's just not enough here. We're not going to retrial. Yeah, there's not so, enough to I lessen mean, anything. So he did take a good amount of time thinking about it, considering, looking over all their arguments and everything. So, Well, you know, I'm, maybe I should look into this. I don't know. I don't know enough about it for them to retrial her. On, I mean, I guess there would have to be new evidence. Yeah. For them to do it again, she's already been convicted. Right. And she's already served most of her sentence, too. I mean, if they were going to do that, it would have to come in as well, a murder one. Well, and she signed a plea. So since she signed oh. a plea, it didn't go to trial. Oh, okay. She didn't go to trial because she, like, when she started doing trial and everything and all the text messages started coming out, then she accepted a plea. Yeah, she signed the plea so that all that would stop. Yeah. And she can say that she's guilty and move on. Well, and the thing about the reason why they thought the, the ineffective counsel to on his was because the only real witnesses they brought out was um, Gypsy and um, a, a doctor, this one doctor. Really? That's it? That's it. Wow. That's the only thing his defense brought out as far as like witnesses go. And they felt like there was so many, you know, like his family should have been allowed to come in. A doctor that examined him while he was in, the, you know, the facility should have been allowed to come in. This guy from Viscon, VisionCon should have been allowed to come in. You know, his statement should have been allowed. There was a lot of things that, like, that his illness should have been discussed. You know, there's things that they said, hey, you know what? I mean, he's level two autism. He cannot, he couldn't have ever lived on his own. He he has to be kind of told and shown what to do. He has to be told and shown what to do. I see, yeah. See, I don't know that much about autism. So depending so. on you know where they are in autism, they're very literal. Okay. Very literal. Which is why she's over there showing him exactly how to do it. Exactly. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Very literal. Very. They don't think outside the box. Like so. It's everything's very. Everything's very black and white. But then if you throw in, he might have had multiple personality disorder too, or what they call um, DID. Um, yeah. So. Disassociative identity disorder. Um, that brings a whole nother aspect into it too. Well, like it's interesting though, that in her state that she puts herself in like, Oh, I'm so innocent and I'm a victim and blah, blah, blah. And all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that she would pick up on his emotional, uh, and, and his autism and everything enough to know that she has to show him how, to, how to do it. Well, that's the thing, too, because, like, what it came from is, like, she said, we never set out to murder my mom. He just said he would protect me and uh, from anything. And I said, from anything? And he said, yes, from anything. She said, even my mother? And he said, yes, I would kill for you. She said, even my mother? And he said, yes. Yeah. So, oh, and, but think about it. If she was using the Ruby, the evil side personality, to say, well, I'm going to keep you away from Gypsy, which is his actual girlfriend if you don't do what i say so he's gonna do what she says so this is that whole thing is just disturbing and i'm worried about what's gonna happen when she gets out because yeah. like she's still reaching out and trying to hook men especially because yeah. she's been like trying to you know well and like i said she she married the man that she met through her prison pen pal ministry basically and she, she, you notice the fact that she's very much so into the Christian-based 
Yeah. Manipulation. Yeah. So. I, I, it's just... The whole thing is just disturbing. Like, I'm sitting here trying to wrap my brain around all of it. Yeah, I know. I, it's, I, I literally, like I said, I had dreams about this one because I've just been trying to figure out, okay, how is she innocent? Is she not? What is taught what is learned what is natural behavior for her what you know like i don't think, I don't think he's completely innocent he actually com he did the crime but i think that he was very much so guided and directed to do it i don't think he would have done it without i don't think he would have committed murder like did he have some violent tendencies possibly, possibly. yeah possibly but did i think that he would take it to the extent of murder without who knows yeah we don't know we don't know it does uh, it doesn't appear that way from the evidence but at the same time you know he did it yeah and she forced aka coerced him to, into doing it i just don't know that we we would see natural behavior from her because from the time of three months old she was growing up in this terrible environment and i just don't think that her natural true self probably exists Right. It's like that one, the quote from the one um, journalist that I read you that the, um, about her, her, about her, her life and who she is, it says that she, um, let me go back to it. The one that said that she's not who she appears to be or. Right. Which one? I'm not sure exactly. Um, about her that she doesn't know any other language yeah because i mean that's how she grew up yeah i mean we can well mama used to say rise above your raisin right yeah <laughs> rise above your raisin babe um you can always rise above your raisin yeah but i mean for someone that has gone that deep into it i just don't know it's going to be so hard gonna be so difficult for them because she doesn't even really know who she is or I'm, I'm assuming she never had a chance to really know who she was because she was yeah. always being told to play a role that's like a never-ending movie you know what i mean like yeah you're the star in this never-ending horror show called i'm sick with what today you know exactly i mean she just doesn't have a, a yeah here it is, is. Oh, wait, no, never mind. That's not it. Disregard. <laughs> <laughs> I think I read it last time. So it, it just, I don't think that she has the ability to know anything but the life that she knew. And, and she doesn't want help. Like she mm -hmm. feels in herself, I guess she feels so normal that she feels like she doesn't need it. Exactly. Because she doesn't, I mean... If you don't work on anything, you don't know. Because if you're brought up in something like that, you may not understand it's abnormal until you receive help. Well, and that's this is the quote. It says she now doesn't have a language beyond manipulation and retaliation. There you go. So she doesn't she doesn't understand anything but those those things because she's never been taught anything but that. Can you imagine your life being just that? That's it's, just it's terribly sad. It's very sad. Like, it's, I'm very sad for her. I'm very empathetic for her. But at the same time, I'm not. I'm very split decision on this. Because I feel for the child, like you said. Yeah. I feel child. for the child. But the adult. Mm -hmm. 
the adult needs some work and she needs some counseling and she needs to accept the help that's out there for her before you know she falls into the same same patterns i don't understand why she wouldn't just call the authorities or or what and i understand it's when you're in abusive situations it can seem extremely hopeless but i wonder why she couldn't just call somebody i mean i've heard that she said oh i'm afraid they would just wouldn't believe me and it's possible i mean because apparently people had called like you said and she convinced the police that there was nothing going on well and she also had that lawyer drop the paperwork that said that uh, according okay according to gypsy she had the lawyer drop the paperwork that said she was mentally incompetent but the thing about it is is she could sit there and send nudes and have a, a a shadow Facebook that was hidden from her mom to to have these sexting conversations and these, you know, explicit pictures and videos and stuff with these boys, but she couldn't reach out to help. See, that's what I'm saying. She knew enough to get around her mother, so why couldn't she just go and get the help instead of murdering? Yeah. She did murder her mother. Instead of murdering her mother, why didn't she reach out and her mother be in prison where she is today exactly aside beside and not be dead you know what i'm saying like there were other options for her Uh uh-huh um i don't know i don't know if she just couldn't see them or if she chose not to see them i don't know if she had so much hatred for Didi at that point and the controlling and everything that she just didn't want to do it any other way i mean because like they said nick said run away with me and she wouldn't do it. And she said, no, you're going to kill my mom. See, I don't understand. Like, Well, and just the happiness and the joy. Like, she was, like, on a high. You can see it all over yeah. her in those surveillance videos and the video that she took of her and him. See, I don't think the they need to release her in the world like this. She needs help. But you can't make them get help. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so let's do a glimmer because we really need it after <sighs> Gypsy Rose. Because that case is makes you feel all the emotions and go all the different ways at least it does for me yeah. as a mom as a victim <laughs> as you know as a, all of it all of the above people that you know that as a person struggling with uh munchausen's <laughs> as a person who as a person who has who had a legitimate illness and was told yeah. she had or not told she had accused by people who were not medical doctors that mm. she was a hypochondriac and everything else and come to find out she actually had something legitimate uh, this one was definitely very emotional for me so i definitely need some glimmers well, let's do that what's a glimmer heather um you go first because i gotta think okay if you don't know what a glimmer is i'm gonna explain to you what a glimmer is as we did um we did a recording on glimmers but uh glimmer is an opposite of a trigger and um It's the happy things. It's the thing that takes you to happy places, calm places, safe places in your mind. Reset your vagus nerve and can make you feel zen or at peace (laughs) or whatever you want to call it. So let me think. I have a glimmer today. Let's see. My glimmer today was actually getting off work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, getting off work and leaving that behind today was a glimmer. To me and when i walked into the door my house uh, my little girl mommy hi she's so happy that was my glimmer today oh i think my glimmer today was actually 
before we got into all this nastiness with the podcast, just sitting and laughing and and hanging out with you. That was a lot of fun today. (laughs) I really needed that. I was actually going to say, hey, if you don't want to record tomorrow, can you guys just come over? (laughs) Because I just needed I needed some friend time. And it's just been great hanging out with you tonight. So I think that's my glimmer for for this week is just time with friends, you know, in a a casual, comfortable environment, just being. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. A little bit of alcohol. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not a lot. We can't do it. We're old. <laughs> We're old. We don't We don't have high tolerance anymore. <laughs> True. No. And not anything bad at all. We're not that old. We're still young. Sometimes I feel young. Sometimes I feel old. I tried to go walk this morning by myself without my sister. Because usually I walk with her in the mornings now. Um, on days I don't work. Yeah. And it was like... I made it half a mile and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so old. I hurt all over. My body's one big cramp. I don't know why walking with somebody else is so much easier than walking by yourself. Walking by yourself, I don't know if you just think about it too much. Yeah, you just I do. I think it's because you're not alone with your thoughts. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. And like, I love that good gossip sesh slash, you know, I mean, like, I love it. You know, it's fun. Do you ever just not want to be alone with your thoughts? All the time. So that's probably what so, it is. <laughs> Actually, that's what got me hooked on podcasts and listening to them is just because like sometimes um, if you have like anxiety or, you know, things like that, you have really loud thoughts sometimes Mm -hmm. and you just can't get them to shut up. And so music or just listening to someone else talk, even if you're just kind of tuning them out and it, it helps. And so, um, I have audiobooks I listen to and then I have, um, podcasts that I do for that specific reason because it just helps yeah all right well you got anything else to add to miss gypsy rose or glimmers or no i just hope you guys find a glimmer i do too every day every day try to find find one thing something it can be the fact that you know you, you vacuumed your floors because that's what I did today. I was so proud of myself. I oh, rain. My oh, my goodness. <gasps> rain is so good right now. Oh you know what? I You know, actually, I take that back. One of my glimmers today mm. was finding out that we're going to finally be in the 80s for the highs next Ooh. week. Oh, my goodness. It's 103 I'm going to need a coat, today, y'all. I'm going to need a coat. <laughs> and it was 105 tomorrow. Yeah. So you don't realize how good being in the 80s sounds to us. And- I'm going to be getting my sweater weather. Sweat a weather. <laughs> like that. Sweat a weather. Like Sweat a weather. Sweat a weather. All right. All right. Y'all have a good day. Bye. Bye.